0: This is L.A. Kings Fan Talk with Rodney, Rob, Derek, Mike, and Joe. What is up, everyone? It's time to talk about a certain someone who scored his first NHL goal today. That also happened to be the game-winning goal in overtime. Yes, I'm talking about Kings rookie, Brant Clark. So, Rob... You've probably been Clark's biggest fan on the show, so we'll start with you. What were your thoughts when you saw Dano pass it off the board, sending Clark on that breakaway in OT? It was
1: like a just a proud father, you know. <laughs> just see, seeing him pick that up. I think I think anyone that was watching the game felt it. They knew that was he was going to score. He was not gonna get stoned. Went, game was over. As soon as he got it picked it up, there was just that feeling that he's meant for that moment. You know, the, the, I I've been saying it forever. He is a difference difference maker. And it's it's gonna start showing more and more the, the more chances he gets. I think I think we're in store for seeing that happened multiple, multiple times for many, many years.
0: So, him being in the penalty box and then jumping out and scoring. <laughs> I'm hey, just
1: kidding. Hey, well, you know what's funny is I, I sat there and I thought of Fiala right away, too. What other king out there does so many bonehead things, but does so many good things? But when I look at his bonehead thing of taking that penalty, I would almost say that penalty saved a goal. I mean I'd rather him I'd rather him take that penalty and give us a shot at penalty killing because we do have the best penalty kill, right? Um rather than letting that guy go all alone. I mean it was I mean it sucks that he, that he gave that he had the penalty, but it is what it is and the move was awesome. That was a very good goaltender that ended up on his back.
0: A quadruple I, I hope,
1: deke. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And what, when he looks back at this, I wonder if he's going to realize he, he he peels off, turns around, and the two people that are hugging him have A's on their chest. One of them is going to be a future Hall of Famer that he's going to be taking his spot. Drew Doughty and Philip Deneau were were there with their arms up and smother him. I mean, that's, that's some pretty cool company to be hugging you after your first NHL goal. I thought that was – I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was awesome to see. Joe, what did you think when you saw that happen in OT? Uh,
2: Yeah, similar reaction. uh, uh, Essentially, I uh, mentioned this before we started talking, but um, yeah, when when Kempe hit the post, I was like, oh, that was our chance. And then I went back to my mind, I'm like, the only – I'm like they still they got 30 seconds after if they can kill the penalty, which you know just comp, things were going well, and then when we got down to the last second or two, and uh, this, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a defenseman wound up to take a slapper, and um, as soon as he did that, I'm like that was stupid. Like why would you do that? Like you're just giving the, the chance for the Kings to get possession, and not only just not even possession. All they have to do is whack it out of the zone and you know, obviously there's a there's a solid chance that you end up with a breakaway if you just put it in the in an area where the uh guy coming out of the box can get the puck, which is exactly what happened. Um so as soon as the rebound came out and Dono's, you know, soft, lazy, whatever you want to call it, pass up into the neutral zone, I was just like, oh, here it comes and then Clark, you know, comes into the picture and I'm like, oh I was off my seat immediately. And uh I love it. You know, there have been a lot of good moments lately. So, um, was super excited for the Kings win, but definitely excited for him because, um, definitely watched a lot of highlights of his so far this year. So far, I haven't really been entirely impressed with his play with the Kings. I, I'm not saying he's been bad or anything or he doesn't deserve to play. I certainly want him to play, um, and think he deserves to play. think he has huge, huge upside. Just don't think it's, uh, uh, shown yet at the NHL level. That said, uh, that was a uh, world class finish there on that one. So uh, exciting finish to a game and an exciting uh, start to hopefully a long NHL career. So yeah, congrats to him, man. Uh, next to Kopitar, maybe one of the best uh, first NHL goals I've seen right. by a Kings player.
0: And I love it, the the reaction of his teammates and then and then the locker room celebration. For, I mean, he was just—you could just tell—he's.
2: If the camera was on me, Rodney, you he would have—you would have included me in that group too, because I probably. jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was what noon here, twelve thirty. Um, so yeah, for, for me to uh, show that much emotion at that time of the day was. Uh, well, well, that's yeah. right.
0: We do know you, so that definitely is something. That's.
2: Yeah, I don't look that homeless for not for a reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Obviously, he had a great overtime winner, but what do you guys think about his overall play in the last two games? just overall defensively how's he been doing rob what do you think
1: so i I'm just gonna repeat some things that I've been saying as far as he he just seems to be thinking the game better than than everyone else on the ice he 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 just sneaks up in the right spots he's he just has such an offensive mind when it comes to where he needs to be and and how to distribute pucks and if there's there's just some intangible things there that that i don't think anyone else possesses on on the team um dowdy i think People thought Dowdy was going to be this big offensive uh, defenseman for us for many years. And I don't think Dowdy's ever been really, really that offensive ever. And now in his older age, he's taken up the part of saying, I I get more joy out of stopping a goal than scoring a goal. And he's become quite defensive. Clark is, is just – off the chart when it comes to the offensive IQ stuff. And I don't know if we've ever had an offensive IQ defenseman that I can remember. I mean, when Paul coffee came around <laughs> for the cup of coffee he had with us
0: for the cup of coffee. I like what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? He's, he's,
1: he's a difference maker. I'm telling you, he's a difference maker and it makes no sense to me why he should ever come out of the line. What do you
0: think, Joe? Do you agree?
2: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like, I was going to call it the mishandling of Byfield. Um, you would think like with the start of the year that he's having, Byfield's having that, you know, that, um, the goons up top would have learned something by now, but, um, you know, i d I'm not a big hater of, of Blake and company, but like you know, obviously with the losing streak frustration sets in and stuff, but that's when really some of the decisions that have that been made over the last few years become magnified. And um I get the, the uh the the dilemma of the log jam on the right side. Um but when you have a person that you drafted that high. Like, look, I think Spencer and his keep, but he doesn't have the the career or the the, the trajectory, the potential that Clark supposedly has. And you, obviously you can tell, compare the two guys, just their frame. I mean, they're similar in that they're kind of shifty and quick and, and, and whatnot. But um, obviously one's way taller, like, you know, a specimen, or I don't know if that's the word, but you know, he's a big lanky dude and, c- and cover a lot of ice, skate smooth, all that stuff. But, um, back on track, uh, in terms of like the last few games or since he's been in the lineup, I, I don't like nothing he's really done is like, like wow me or anything, but I still th- think he certainly deserves to be there because he is the future of this organization. He, along with you know, you know, a couple of the other younger guys, so. It makes zero sense to, to, to leave them out of it just to whatever. I mean, I, I'm sorry that it comes at the expense of Spence, <laughs> but, I'm sh- um, but you know, it is what it is.
0: There's a lot of Kings fans that want to, uh, you know, take England out of the game. Play I think that's,
2: I think it's worth exploring for sure. Uh, if maybe, if it doesn't work out, then so be it. But, um. And you know, other another thing I think too is to, to separate maybe Dowdy and, and uh uh Anderson, uh I don't know, just shake things up and just see if there's maybe a another combination or combinations of defensive pairings at work, you know. You know, when the the put it this way, and this is the thing that frustrated me about Todd. I used to call him coach, now I'm gonna call him Todd because it's not coach. Um uh he, he had that chance to do that for twelve plus games to just shuffle it up. Like I know he did to some degree with the forward lines, but just he said he run out of options. I don't think he had. Um including benching players that you know I wouldn't advocate for I don't know. It, I think Todd had options, you know, I think water into the bridge at this point doesn't matter, but you wanted to shake, shake a, shake a jolt into this team. They could have benched Dubois that, I mean, that alone one is deserved and two would have definitely been a lightning bolt through, you know, like every other player, they're like, Hey, this is eight, nine million dollar player. That's, you know, getting raked through the coals. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think I think there I think there's alternatives to to to, to simply just benching Spence for sure. So yeah, I'm open to anything on that front.
0: Rob, what do you think? Uh, so you wanted to Clark to to play all the time? Are you are you on the team of let's uh, keep Spence on the bench, or are you like, hey, let's let's try Roy on his left side?
1: Uh, right. Uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with with benching someone else besides. Spence and I think the obvious one is England. Um maybe maybe against a bigger, tougher opponent, you know, sit sit Spence, let England play. But right. I, I'm I'm okay with all that stuff. I, I don't know if you noticed. There was a few shifts. Uh Dowdy and Clark were out there. They they've been doing it, you know, late in games, but the past couple of games Yeah, I noticed that it, last game,
2: I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: I,
0: I do have to else? give it to Hiller. He's been trying a few things with personnel that I don't think Todd would have ever done.
2: Yeah, but and that's and that's. I'm glad you're uh, putting that out, Rob. But that that's a good, a good example right there. And I was actually going to say that earlier, forgetting that that's actually happened. But that seems like kind of like a natural, like kind of the obvious thing to do. Like put the legend with the next generation sort of thing. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's. Six guys that are going to play defense, and you've got seven. You can shake them up a million different ways. You know, I don't think we have to be averse to somebody playing on their, off, you know, offside. So,
1: I got a question for you, Ron. I know we're, we're short on time here, but um, <clears throat> not not knowing not knowing that Brock Faber turned into Kevin Fiala, okay, and not knowing that. uh, getting rid of Walker turned into keeping three million dollars of Prover off and getting rid of of Cal Peterson. Forget all that stuff. Just who's a better threesome on the right hand defense? Dowdy, Roy, Spence, which has been the Kings this whole season, right? Or Dersey Walker Faber. Ooh.
0: I like that. I like that question because obviously you've been thinking about that. So I'm going to have to come back to you and ask you what, what your it, thoughts on that are uh, after, obviously. Because <laughs>
1: uh, hey, Faber is going to be the Calder trophy winner this year, right? And
0: Yeah. And absolutely. I, was I the only one that was I, like, I was never, I never wanted to get rid of Faber. I was hoping they could get Fiala yeah. for something else. I knew that he was going to be really good, but I know he really wanted to play in Minnesota. Walk,
1: Walker's going to get a first-round pick when he's traded at the right, deadline because right. he's playing that good. And Dursey is just absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah. Oh, really? He's in Philly, right? Yeah. And then Dursey's just lighting it up in
0: Phoenix. The, I'm, an, I'm going to say right now you you, you could say – it's uh, it's Walker, Jersey, Faber, but by the end of the season, I'm saying it's going to be the Kings trio. Okay. What okay. about you? What do you think? I
1: don't know. What, what do you think, Joe?
2: Or, um, yeah, I'm it's somewhat confused. So, Jersey, Walker, and Faber is what you're saying? Faber.
1: Are those yeah. – Because those were three right-handed defensemen in our organization.
2: Sure. Yes. Two years ago. Well, so, I mean, I'll just say this, like, uh, holding a to Um. I will say this, that uh, um, I was always a big fan of walkers, and when he got hurt, obviously that set him back. So I don't think it's surprising. Uh, I would always been on him and, and Roy, um, and I know maybe there's some criticism of Roy this year, but I, I don't because it was unexpected for him to score as many for at least for me, to score as many goals he did last year. I'm fine with Roy's defensive play this year. Um but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not shocking to hear that Walker's doing well. But to answer your question, I mean, I know everybody likes to have a hard on over like prospects and stuff, but like there's no guarantees. And I don't watch these guys, so I don't want to like pretend to be like some expert. But even if you are, like, like, how many times are people wrong? How many number one overall picks end up being nothing? How many, you know, top five picks end up being nothing? So, yeah, granted, you have a much better shot of being a good player if you're drafted in the, the you know the top ten of the first round, but um,
1: but uh, yeah, I mean it's it sucks sucks to lose. So my my whole thoughts on on the three three right handed defensemen, um, because I said take out what we got and what we gave away and all that stuff. Um, I I think Faber Walker Dersey might be a better trio. But when you do factor in just the fact that we got Fiala and got rid of the, Cal well, Fiala last contract.
2: year was like so dynamic. Yeah. Uh, less, and I remember us I having a conversation about him being reckless, whatever. But in control this year, it's far more reckless and just a lot of uh, dumb, more dumb penalties at costner times.
0: Uh, yeah. Does Hiller play Clark tomorrow against the Penguins?
1: He better. That's my answer. He better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I of course. I, I think so. He he's already shown his, uh, uh, that you know just putting Turcotte in. Yep. Uh, speaks volumes.
1: Um, England got in a fight. Maybe he needs the night that the day off to rest his hand because it got bloodied.
0: Maybe this is a so day that, we see both maybe, and Clark in the lineup. Yep. I, mean, I think he, free, free I
2: think Hiller. i gonna say I think Hiller knows that he has nothing to lose, and that it makes sense. Uh, if Todd ran out of options, there are options that are young that right. he has, including uh, also playing Kaliev over. Lachieff. Right, let's get
0: Callieff in there. All right, Kings fans, that's our show for today. Don't forget to like, subscribe and elbow that notification bell just like Brad Marsha until next time stay classy go Kings go Marshawn's a rat I was going to ask you guys about that elbow what do you guys think terrible